The New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports, or OASS, provides this podcast as a public service. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the agency or state. This is Addiction, the Next Step. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jerry Gretzinger, your host for Addiction, the Next Step. Today's episode focuses on an incident that made headlines around the country in January 2023. It was just another day at school in Westchester County, New York, when everything suddenly changed. A high school student was vaping, unfortunately not an uncommon occurrence. The student believed it was cannabis that they were vaping, but quickly started showing signs of distress. A school nurse was faced with making a judgment call and wasn't sure if it would mean the difference between life and death for the student. Jonathan Raymond was the superintendent of the city school district of New Rochelle, and he joins us now. Jonathan, thanks for coming on the podcast. We're uh, happy to be here, Jerry. Thanks for having us on. You know, one of the things that we like to talk about here at Oasis is making sure we're getting awareness, you know, raising the level of awareness, certainly about uh, harm reduction. And one of those key things right now that we are preaching about harm reduction is the availability and the use of naloxone, Narcan. And I know in January, within the school district, you had a situation where naloxone, Narcan, was utilized, and this is where I'm going to let you pick up the story. Tell us, like, walk us through, I think it was January 9th, right? That's correct, Jerry. We had a, uh, we had a student come into our, our nurse's office, and they, had, um, they admitted they had taken a, a vape. They were uh, having a hard time remaining, remaining conscious. Uh, the nurse assessed the student's vital signs and uh, determined that it was necessary for that student to receive and was, um, that student was ad- administered uh, Narcan. And uh, at the same time, an ambulance was called and um, the student was transported to a hospital and happy to report that the, the student has made a full recovery. And it was the, the first time that our nurses uh, ever had to administer Narcan. They had been trained and supplied for several years, um, thanks to a board policy that was adopted, believe it or not, in 2016. But it was the first time that um, any of our school nurses had to administer Narcan, and it really made the difference on that day. Nurse Diane Vitrano is one of the nurses at New Rochelle High School. She was trained to administer naloxone, also known as Narcan, Naloxone is a medication that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose. It restores normal breathing and can save lives. In a situation where seconds count, she and nurses like her have to be prepared and ready to take action. The student came into the nurse's office herself. She wasn't feeling well. She, after we interviewed her, she revealed that she had smoked a vape, used a vape cartridge, and was feeling disoriented and panicky. We assessed her. Her vitals were out of control. She became more and more disoriented. Um, She lost consciousness. And at that point, I administered the Narcan. We have to be prepared. We have EpiPens in our nurses' offices. We have defibrillators and we have Narcan. And thankfully, this is the first time we've had to use it. We're so grateful. And I've been, been in an environment, I just want to add, when I was a previous superintendent out in Sacramento, California, we had six nurses for the for the whole school district. You know, we didn't we didn't even have regular permanent nurses in our schools every day, all day when there were students there. So we're really fortunate here in New Rochelle. Um, it's something that is that it's a priority for us, and we want to make sure that they're trained and that they have the tools that they need to, you know, in this case, you know, perhaps save a student's life. 
You may have seen some reports claiming that unregulated cannabis products are being laced with fentanyl, but evidence does not support that. Research has shown that smoking or vaping cannabis would render fentanyl inactive because burning fentanyl essentially destroys it. So even if someone smoked cannabis contaminated with fentanyl, the fentanyl would be inactive. In later episodes, we're going to explore more truths and myths surrounding fentanyl. Now, Narcan is a drug to treat opioid overdose and can save a person's life. It does no harm to a person if it is administered and their condition was not related to opioids. As Superintendent Raymond continues to stress, carrying naloxone and knowing how and when to use it is beneficial for anyone who has concerns about overdose. You say that, it's the first time one of them's had to administer it. It makes me think that, you know, people are getting the message, right? It's it's there, it's a useful tool. Uh, and, and I know what our messaging is, is that if you see someone and they seem to be in overdose, administer Narcan. It doesn't hurt them if, if it turns out to be something else, but it can only help. And I'm assuming that is the very practice that they, they put into to, to place on that day. That's right. And we're really grateful. Our, our nurses are highly trained. We're prepared. Uh, we've, we've been so for a, a while. Uh, and uh, we continue to make additional improvements after this, after this incident. And again, we never recovered uh, the vape, so we don't know for sure what the substances are. But as you said, Jerry, correctly, if you think there's a possibility of an overdose, use Narcan. Uh, there's there's no ill side effects. Um, and since that incident, again, we've reviewed, we've increased supply at our, our secondary schools, and we are taking the additional step of training uh, additional adults in our buildings and personnel to be able to administer Narcan. So, you know, that's what we've done to continue to be prepared. But we've also ramped up our messaging, our messaging to students, as well as our messaging to parents about the dangers, about how to be prepared. Uh, we've had workshops for our our schools and our parents called Hidden, Hidden in Plain Sight. We've brought in a, a medical expert, Dr. Dewey from Long Island, to talk directly to our students. This was done, sponsored by one of our student clubs uh, against um, against uh, substance abuse, and they brought in Dr. Dewey. He spoke directly to our students. Uh, we're, gonna, we're continuing to bring him back about the dangers of substances, about the dangers mm -hmm. of illegal substances, uh, their effect um, both uh, physically and mentally on students and long-term health. So we're hitting it from all of the important angles, Jerry. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's tremendous. Again, you know, we talk about wanting to raise awareness, and you're doing exactly that. Um, you know, th there is, uh, I guess, a learning curve. You talked about not only the messaging for students but for parents. It's a very different world today uh, with what's available to students uh, than what maybe you or I or other people who may be listening to this podcast experienced when they were at that in that age group. Um, I, I imagine that that has to be something of, of a difficult pill, uh, no pun intended, for parents to swallow when they hear that type of availability, the prevalence of these substances, and certainly uh, the prevalence of things like fentanyl and, and even even xylazine now that can be finding its way into those, those substances. You're absolutely right, Jerry. Teenagers don't take any more risks than you and I did, except the consequences of, of those risks. And, and those choices can be deadly. Uh, simply one um, one hit off of a vape 
You don't know where that cartridge came from. Uh, trying an edible, you don't know where that uh, substance came from. And the reality is, is that malicious street dealers are targeting teenagers. And um, one one mistake can be can be life changing, and that's the message that we are getting and giving to our students. That's the message we're telling our parents. Uh, we know that parents make choices to use substances, alcohol, others. Uh, we know that um, that cannabis is legal, and uh, so there are issues. But if you're if you're buying anything off of the street, you are guaranteed likely that to have it late. We've messaged our parents about being careful about where they're putting edibles, the way edibles are being marketed now to young people and children. They have no idea. They look exactly like candy or other food substances that we might consume. But again, the risks are extremely, extremely dangerous. And uh, even simply one one vape can be lethal. Yeah, I want to go back to uh, your nurse's uh, quick thinking there to, to get out that Narcan, that naloxone, and administer it when, it, when there was some concern about the, the student. Um, do, you, do you get a sense either before that point or, or, or afterwards that some, and I don't, I don't want you to name anybody, but other districts or education or just anywhere in general where there's a hesitation about using something like Narcan, Naloxone in a situation like that? Was there, was there any criticism about you know, her actions or, or, or pushback about, about utilizing that? And, and if there was, I guess the second part of the question is, how do you respond to that? Because again, the world that we're in today, you know, it's not as safe a place as, as maybe people once thought it was. We know from the feedback we, we got and from the out- outreach and the inquiries that there are school districts that for whatever reasons aren't, aren't prepared, either they they haven't had Narcan available in their schools or and or they have, they have, they haven't trained their staff and we hope that what happened in New Rochelle can be a lesson to other school districts to to be prepared we also i think that for those perhaps minority uh, individuals who somehow feel that uh, you know there isn't anything happening that um, you know why are we spending so much time on this we don't, we don't, we don't pay attention to that, Jerry. We know that the things we do are in the best interest of our children and our students and that um, we really feel it's important that our staff be as trained and, and prepared. Again, we can't do it by, our, by ourselves. We continually message our parents, our caregivers, our guardians. Uh, we talk to our students. We have workshops. We even have substance abuse counselors in our two middle schools and in our high school, constantly helping, working, uh, mentoring, messaging, being available to our students, educating them on on what the health and safety risks are so that they can make good choices, that they can be good uh, role models and and supports to their friends when they're in situations where they're when they're not in school. You know, we uh, we we definitely preach uh, to everyone who will listen about, you know, Narcan trainings, naloxone trainings, you know, where we have teams that are ready to come out and to walk people through you know, how to gauge the signs, know when it's important to, to utilize this, how to do it appropriately, the steps to take afterwards. I know you said you've, you've done training, certainly with the nurses. Um, is, is that something that happens annually? Is it, is it a constant refresher that goes on? And is, is there any, you know, movement kind of beyond even the nurses, you know, to teachers and maybe even students? Yeah, so our, our nurses go through regular training on all of the protocols and processes and procedures that they uh, that they need in order to be fully prepared mm-hmm. we are uh, we've had conversations with our local fire department about uh, 
who uh, they do training. So, th- so this summer we'll be we'll be doing more training for our school administrators, our security staff, as well as our our custodial staff, and really anybody anybody who wants to be part of those trainings. And it's also important, and I'm sure you talk about this, Jerry, but um, a- anyone can and should get a prescription for Narcan. Mm. Um, again, you never know what situation you may find yourself in, or somebody who needs that life saving intervention. So it's um th- it's not difficult to use and um, we think that every school again should have Narcan on, on site and, and staff trained to be able to use it. Yeah. And you make a great point there that, that anybody you know should really have this accessible. We uh, you know every year we're at the New York State Fair and we do live trainings there and we provide uh, you know overdose kits if you will and it's got fentanyl test strips and naloxone Narcan and it, it's never never surprising anymore about uh, the, the, the people who come and say yes I'd like to have some Narcan that I could administer if I need it. You know, we see grandparents, we see people who are single, people who are married. And I I think the message, although slow to maybe get to everybody, is finally reaching them that, you know what, have this. You never know when it may come in handy. So, uh, So what you're saying totally totally hits home for us as well. I I keep in mind, there's a little um, saying that I once heard, Jerry, I'll share with you. It it came from an anonymous Navy SEAL, but uh, it basically goes that when the when when things start going rough, you know, you don't rise to the occasion, you sink to the level of your preparation. Mm. So being prepared on multiple fronts is really, really important. And that's, I think, the most important message that I want to share with your listeners yeah. is be prepared. Uh, talk to your families to discuss the dangers of vaping and the use of substances with their children. Uh, offer workshops, offer programs. And um, and take this take this really seriously. Yeah, and you're right. It's all about being prepared. And you know, I don't think anybody could kind of have a problem with wanting to increase our our preparedness. Your overall thoughts about I don't know the the, the prevalence of substances, uh, how how easily accessible it is for young people these days. Have you seen a change? Is it is it the same level over the years you've worked in in, the, in education? You know, wh- where are we at? What what do parents need to know? What's important to be aware of? You know, Jerry, that substances are out there. They're available. The vaping is a particularly difficult issue. They're being sold over the counter, often sold to minors, and um, often no um, no no repercussions. And uh, the just simply taking a hit off of a of a vape, even if the cartridge is is tobacco. First of all, you're you can't be guaranteed what's in there, or if the the tobacco isn't laced, but just simply vaping and the process of having smoke um, or uh, a, a material be vaporized into smoke, you're ingesting oils that permanently stay in your lungs, that, that damage your kidneys, damage your, your livers. Uh, so even that simple act of vaping now is, is incredibly dangerous to our students' long-term health, as well as adults, uh, as well, and the prevalence of secondhand smoke. So, you know, this is a this is a reality. Uh, they're marketed to be really cool. They're marketed to look like uh, pens and highlighters. Um, but I think we just need to continue to message that it's you know, in fact, it's not cool, and it's um, and it's incredibly harmful. Uh, to your health, not to mention potentially lethal. I, I can tell you, I appreciate everything you're saying. As, as a father of five kids, uh, we try to drive those same messages uh, home with them and. Uh, it, you know, somebody says it takes a village, right? So whether they're hearing it at school, from, from home, or wherever, 
really appreciate the work you're doing and the message you try to drive home with them as well. And we are really grateful, Jerry, that we're able to come on today to talk about this and that you're able to uh, continue to highlight the messages to uh, all those other schools and communities uh, throughout the state. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. All about awareness, and uh, I know you'll continue uh, getting the word out with us, and uh, we appreciate that. Jonathan Raymond, thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry. You have a great rest of your day. You as well. School officials stress that it was a teachable moment. They're also urging parents to keep naloxone or Narcan in their homes just in case. There are trainings available throughout the state in person and online. If you'd like more information about how to track one of those down, you can go to our website. It's oasas.ny.gov. That's oasas.ny.gov. Thank you for listening. I'm Jerry Gretzinger. Be sure to follow this podcast, Addiction, The Next Step, so you're notified when all of our new episodes drop.